Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Third down and four. As Rodgers throws it to Adams, makes the catch, and will take it in for his second touchdown today. 45 yards from Rodgers to Adams on third down. That was something that we aimed to do, come out and kind of hit on all, all cylinders early and, you know, get me going so that I can be able to produce for this offense. We're back, and we're glad you are here with us as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical Center, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin beyond the borders. Look, if you got ED, low T, maybe you're slow, moody, sluggish, low energy, that type of thing, they can help you out, or you just want to lose some weight. You know, COVID has not treated your body well, and you haven't either. And all you want to do is lose a little bit of weight, um, and maybe you can jumpstart it with the all-in-one weight loss plan from our friends over there at New Mail Medical. Just call them one number all throughout the state, for all the locations, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Highline, our good buddy Mike Clemens. So, Mike, how did you see this game yesterday? Um, let's see, what were my concerns? My concerns were that somehow under your Romeo Cornell and those two young coordinators he's got, the defensive coordinator who uh, worked for Mike Pettin at one time, that um, – I didn't expect much out of their defense. Um, I assumed that Jamal Williams would be able to stand in for Aaron Jones like he did. But, you know, with Marcellus and J.J. Um, Watt over there and Rick Wagner and Billy Turner trying to hold down left tackle, that concerned me that they might come up with something. And on the other side of the ball, I thought Deshaun Watson could still I – mean, his receivers are healthy. He's got Will Fuller out there. Well, now they're talking about trading to Cleveland – with Odell right. Beckham's got an ACL done for the year in, in Cleveland. I mean, they that's it. The, these guys have got such a bad atmosphere going on since Bill O'Brien uh, got fired that the Texans are, they already think they're, they're on the trading block. There's all these rumors swirling around that the total rebuild is in. They're getting a new general manager. And so I don't even know if these guys are, are trying. And, and that's what we heard from the Texans about how bad their practices were. But in the meantime, they're making weird decisions, too. Like, you got Devontae Adams healthy, lining up there, and they put a pretty good uh, corner on him in Bradley Roby. That's a guy who was a first-round pick for the Broncos back in 2014, wearing number 21, and he's only out there for about three or four plays, and he has to leave the game with a knee injury. And, you know... You talk to Devontae about some of the plays he made. He made a big third-down play on the sideline that sort of got them on the roll, and Rodgers just keep on going to him. 
and he said that he actually struggled to see that pass on the sideline for that third down because of the lighting in NRG Stadium. Yeah, I mean those those are the ones, and that actually happens a lot more often than people um, than people think. It's it's a tough, you know, you get in some of these domes, the ball's in the light line for a while, and I like you said, I could not see the ball until basically to touch my hands. I kind of had an idea where it was, and I just had to squeeze on it. And, you know, that's just credit to Aaron for throwing the ball that, you know, I can catch without seeing. Once Roby left the game, though, it, it seemed to really the dam burst over there with Devontae. Yeah, they brought in a kid named Philip Gaines. I mean, he's a special teamer. You know, they've had injuries. They had to move Lonnie Johnson, the, uh, the rookie second-round pick last year that jacked Jay Sternberger during the joint practices, and they, they excused him from practice. He's a hard-hitting kid. Well, they moved him back to safety. Uh, Cornell did that after he took over as interim coach. He just thinks that that was a better fit, plus they had injuries back there as well. So Devontae talked about, you know, what did you think, what happened when you thought that Roby did not return in the game? I mean, I look at everybody the same way, and I think I've said that a trillion times at this point, and there's no disrespect to anybody. Uh, You know, 21 is a hell of a player, and I'm not really sure what happened and why he didn't play. I would have loved that matchup as well, but – uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can only eat what's in front of me. So I think I'm, I'm going to go out there and play and, and run my routes to win, no matter who's who's guarding me, as uh, as I always say. But, uh, you know, that would that would have been a good matchup either way. He's got to come back to the huddle, though, and look at Aaron Rodgers and go, hey, all day long. All day. All day long. Exactly. And, you know, so 13 catches on 16 targets, 196 yards. That's a career high. A chunk plays half the time, averaging 15 yards. He had the one 45-yarder. That went for the touchdown where they took a shot. But, you know, the question was, even when you lose, okay, you were going to try and go one-on-one with, with Roby, but why don't you shift the safety over? And they just kept on going man-on-man with him through the whole game. And Devontae would say, were you surprised you had man coverage then, one-on-one for the rest of the game? Yeah, I, I, a little bit wondering. Uh, part of me just wanted to keep it out. I didn't even want to, you know, speak that up into the into the universe. It's just... I enjoy my one-on-ones. Those are those are fun over there. So anytime I can get them, I'm going to try to make sure we execute and, and we're on top of it. And I think Aaron has a little bit of, you know, his, his antennas go up when we do get those one-on-ones as well. And then if you want to double me, we, we see what happens there. We got other guys, even guys who are, you know, their number isn't called as much uh, stepping up at this point. So not too worried about it. I love the one-on-ones and, and I'll take them all day. But if they if they do double me, then we got answers for that as well. It's uh, it, I look. I I know people are wanting this team to beat San Francisco and to beat Tennessee and to beat the Bears, and that's when you're going to start to believe. But it was a good win over a team that's on its way in a downward spiral. And the fact that the Packers had numerous guys missing, I think, makes it a, a good win in that sense. And here's the other thing, Bill, is that the game for me kind of exposed how short they're getting at offensive line, and mm-hmm. we're not quite at the halfway mark of the season. You got Billy Turner. They moved him from right tackle to left tackle. And, you know, last year Billy Turner played right guard. He was fine in pass blocking. A lot of people thought, though, he left more to be desired in pass protection from the right guard position. And then I had that quote that we played on your show about a week ago from Adam Stenovich, offensive line coach, who came right out and said, you know what, I thought all along that Billy Turner was more of a tackle than a guard to begin with. And after Balaga moved on, you know, I guess that's what, what the plan was. I mean, I, we thought for sure it was going to be Turner right guard and then this Rick Wagner coming in from Detroit 
would take over for Balaga. Well, it turns out he's the backup. Now, he played right tackle uh, yesterday. Remember, he had to fill in for Bakhtiari when Bakhtiari went down. Now, David Bakhtiari didn't even get on the plane for this trip. Okay, he's listed with mm-hmm. a chest injury. If it was a rib, I think the injury report would have said rib. But it's chest, which who knows what that is. If it's a pec muscle or something like that, uh, and how long is he going to be out? You know, the next game you got coming up is the Vikings. Could you get past the Vikings? I know Danielle Hunter's done for the year, uh, but could you get past the Vikings like you did week one without David Bakhtiari? So you got, right now, you got Billy Turner at left tackle, Rick Wagner at right tackle, and what was smart was how LaFleur went with Mercedes Lewis right there on J.J. Watt, double teaming, until they started moving J.J. Watt over to the left-hand side, back and forth, but they always had to keep an eye on 99 and double-team them. Now the backups, if one of those guys gets hurt, it gets pretty thin. you got Josh Nyman, the second-year kid, 6'7". Yep. Um, they say that he's improved. I don't know how fast he is. Uh, he's a big kid, for sure. I think he's right guard material. I don't know if he can hold down at left tackle. He's 3'14", uh, 24 years old out of Virginia Tech. And then guard John Runyon. You know, whose dad played for the Eagles, the rookie mm-hmm. out of Michigan. He's basically a guard. If if Corey Lindsley goes out with a back injury again, then you'd have to move your right guard, Lucas Patrick, over to center. And after that, <laughs> you don't have a backup anymore. <laughs> you remember they drafted Jake Hansen? He was yeah. he was Justin Herberts, the Chargers rookie quarterback, the center out of Oregon. He's on IR, and we don't know why. He went from practice squad to IR. And that other kid they drafted in the sixth round that's a guard or a tackle, Simon Stepaniak out of Indiana, he had a knee getting ready for the Gator Bowl last January and a torn ACL. So they, they ended up just sort of redshirting him. They hope he can be there. So my bottom, the bottom line is, are those five guys you saw yesterday with Bakhtiari out? If one more guy gets hit, hurt, one or two guys get hurt against the Vikings, They've got practice squad guys, Ryan Pope and Zach Johnson. That's it. It goes quickly if they start having those injuries. But nevertheless, Aaron Rodgers says, hey, you know what? It's pretty nice to get a win when you're down multiple starters. And you don't want to, you know, obviously have the kind of guys uh, who are so important to us out the entire season. But it does give you a lot of confidence. I was looking over practice, I think it was on Friday. And I counted, I think, eight uh, tab starters, you know, the beginning of the year that uh, they were in the rehab group. And, you know, that's not not always the best feeling. But, you know, part of this league is next man up, and we need guys to step in and play well. Um, there was, you know, it's not just on those guys. I think there's just, a, a, you know, a little extra onus on the veteran players that we got to step up and make plays. You know, Smash is coming in the year in a second. He had two, you know, really big impact plays for us. But... You know, the consistency with guys like that and Z and Preston and Kenny, um, you know, and our guys on offense, you know, with Jamal and Corey and Billy and Rick and Lucas and Elton, you know, you need that consistency from your your guys you really count on. And you just need, um, you know, those guys who step in to to play as well as they can. And like I said, you know, it's, uh, you know, not exactly what you expect to start in the season now. We're in game six and, Jace and Malik have touchdowns, but I'm really happy for him. I just can't believe Jace threw the ball into the crowd. I know Malik was holding on to that pretty tight, but, uh, you know, first touchdown for both those guys. 
Um, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. Good, uh, good little insight there when Aaron Rodgers talks about that first touchdown for those guys and throwing the ball in the stands. Uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Hey, through the end of October, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. No money down, no interest, no payments for 24 months. Think about it. You can replace your old leaky windows or doors right now. We know that the winter months are coming. We know that we saw some snow here this morning in my area. We've seen it up north. And if you're talking about a couple of different things, one, security. Everybody's talking about security in their own home now. Okay, then you've got to the beautification of your home, the value of your home, the economical factor. There's so many reasons why to do it right now. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they install year-round. There's no need to wait. You can make your home more energy efficient uh, right now. You can Pella now and pay later, as they say, with no money down, no interest, no payments for 24 months, or... 12-year, 2.99% APR financing to approve credit right now through the end of the month. Certain restrictions apply. See the showroom for details or just simply go to PellaWI.com. It's free. Set up a free consultation. PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Good people over there. More with Mike Clemens coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Duke Johnson in the backfield, off the fake to Johnson, Watson is wrapped up and sacked back at the 31-yard line to Darius Smith. You know the guys on the back end, man, it's hand in hand. When we're trying to get after the quarterback, man, it comes with coverage. And when we're rattling the quarterback, uh, it comes with picks. So we all play as one man uh, to try to be dominant in the pass game. But like I said, man, we got to continue to work on that run game and tackle them. A fundamental that uh, has been problematic at times for this defense, to say the very least, without guys like Kevin King, Darnell Savage Jr., Kirksey. They are missing uh, quite a few pieces defensively as well. Those are the words of Zadarius Smith. Welcome back. Uh, Mike Clemens alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Hey, reminder, uh, I don't know what kind of coverage we're going to have this year for Super Bowl, but we do have some great people that have helped us out over the years. Our friends at Stenny's, second and national in Walker's Point. Man, they still have games on. They're still doing a lot of curbside delivery. Don't forget about our friends at Stenny's and our buddy Dwayne up there in Wausau. Dwayne's covered all. My boat is up there right now. He's a great guy. And not only do they do uh, great boat work, but many different things for businesses. As a matter of fact, some companies out of Chicago right now sending him a bunch of bunch of desk chairs and such for their office. It's cheaper to have them redone than it is to just buy new ones. But if you need anything reupholstered, go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That's Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. So, Mike, uh, this defense somewhat depleted, and uh, they're still getting wins, and that's all you can hope for while guys are down, much like Aaron Rodgers talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, the injuries include like um, uh, Chris Barnes, who had to leave the game. You see him all over the field with the radio helmet, number 51. They put in Ty Summers, and it seemed like Deshaun Watson was going after number 44. They actually scored a touchdown on him as well. Then they brought in Kamal Martin, who you know was terrific in training camp, went down for a knee surgery. That was his first snap. They brought him in toward the end of the game, so at least they got him on the field. They got a lot of guys on the field yesterday, like Kadar Holman, you know, Josh Jackson was in for Kevin King, and then you've got uh, Darnell Savage, your safety, he's out with a quad as well, starting safety, top draft pick, um, you know, last year, uh, and they put in Will Redman, 
Raven Green, who they like at that safety hybrid linebacker spot, who would line up as the Mike linebacker. You could hear Deshaun Watson say 24 is the Mike, but Green ends up leaving the game with an oblique uh, injury. So they get these guys banged up. But I just want to make one observation. Does it seem like this whole Smith Brothers charisma or buzz is kind of faded lately? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I yes, because we have not heard it hasn't been jovial or they haven't been doing things together. Um I I don't know if Preston's in a different place right now, but I Mike, mean, we've talked about time, it. You spent time with Zadarius last season. Yeah. You got to know and so I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the quarantining and stuff that has affected their act. They bring them out to talk to us on Fridays, and it's just like they've got nothing to say. And because it comes out late Friday afternoon, it doesn't really get into much of the news cycle, you know, uh, getting into the weekend because people are paying more attention to college football and the Badgers now and those other kinds of things. It's just I've, 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 I've mentioned that to some of the other guys that cover the team. And they feel the same way. I mean, you know, Zadarius got his sack. Preston made a nice, you know, big play. You saw the Zadarius with his hand in the ground and the three technique over the guard. So he's not just standing out there at right outside linebacker, you know, the two bookends like they were last year, the Smith brothers, with the big pass rush. They're using them in different ways. It's just something. And the only other thing is that, you know, Zadarius even said, yeah, you know, Coach LaFleur called me in last week and, and that motivated me. Like, even LaFleur is trying to give these guys a little bit of a kick in the butt. I don't know. I, that's, I, it's, it's just a, a strange situation. But in the meantime, the guy who's kind of the spokesperson for the defense these days is not one of those linebackers, but it's your veteran safety, Adrian Amos. And we talked to him after the game about, you know, no Kevin King, no Darnell Savage, but these other guys are filling in. Everybody has their role, and then when things happen, people go down, people have to step up, and, and you have to maintain that same standard that we have. I think the guys that came in, they did very well for what they was asked to do, and um, I feel like overall we, we contained them. We contained the vertical passing game. You know, they may have had a couple of things on a couple of the drives, but I think for the most part, everybody that came in and played well. You know, I, look, I, I agree with you. I think that there's something there right now that isn't – quite right I don't know what to read into it Mike because we're not there you know what I mean and and we can't we can't get that access to kind of see if everything's okay you can't see their interaction in the in the uh in the locker room after the game or during the week so I don't know what things are going on right now defensively I know it's not terrible I know that yesterday uh, you know Preston Smith looked rather jovial to, to be able to get uh, to get his sack yesterday or to get into the backfield yesterday. So it's not like things are, you know, contentious, you know what I mean? But we both know if you're, if you're serious, you've got to do more than just rely on Aaron Rodgers and his arm and Devontae right. Adams and Aaron Jones. You know, you've got to have some swagger on that defense, and that gets to be vocal on and off the field, even featured for the games, um, you know, and, you know, it's it's that leadership you need when the chips are down like you were last week in Tampa. Who's stepping up? Who's going to turn this thing and get the momentum going back the other way? Like Zedarius did with that big play on Taysom Hill against the Saints. Now, how about your, you know, your backfield on offense? And Aaron Jones, we talked to him Friday afternoon. Uh, he said that at Thursday's practice in pads is when the calf muscle started going on him. He didn't think it was that bad at first. He talked about it Friday afternoon. 
felt my calf get tight during practice, really didn't pay much attention. And then after, you know, throughout the later parts of the day, that's when I started to fill in. And then uh, came in this morning and we took a look at it. And I feel like I'm confident I can play, but I know our, our trainers and doctors have our, the player's best interest in mind. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I can't get out on the field, but it's going to, uh, it's up to the team doctors. Yeah, it's probably best that they sat him. I mean, you're talking about a team that's that's. I don't. I hate to say I hate to overlook any team because you can get beat on any given Sunday. But it wasn't a necessity to play him against the Houston Texans. You would like to see him ready for the Minnesota game, and maybe maybe even more so for that San Francisco. Maybe. Game. Well, yeah. I don't know if he's going to play against Minnesota. I don't know guys that come back a week later from a calf. I just don't. I don't. I don't. And the way that they treated Devonte Adams. Where they made it a week or two after they he thought he was okay, and they waited another week or two. Who knows if they play Aaron Jones this week? We'll see. In the meantime, thank goodness Jamal Williams stepped up, had yep. the game that you know that he's capable of. Both, you know, I mean, over a hundred yards, you know, total uh, line from scrimmage between catches and and runs and everything. Tyler Irvin Swerve was out of the game. He still got this wrist injury. AJ Dillon got a couple of snaps. And then on special teams, you know, they elevated this Dexter Williams kid, the six-round pick out of Notre Dame last year, wearing number 22. And I saw him on punt coverage, and I thought, whoa. So Dexter Williams got activated from practice squad. And, I mean, he should be your third back. But, you know, he just doesn't seem to pick up the offense. Do you know who – you know that blocked punt by J.K. Scott, which was yeah, blocked no. by one of their backup uh, right. running backs, Buddy Howell? He came right up the middle. Mm-hmm. You know who's supposed to do that? Dexter Williams. Oh. He was lined up as the halfback protector on that. He's not even looking up the middle. The guy the guy comes right up the A gap mm. and Dexter Williams blows that. I mean he can't even you know. So and you look at the, the practice squad, so if Aaron Jones is out in a couple of weeks, you got Jamal, you got AJ Dillon. Tyler Irvin, I don't know how bad that wrist is. And that's it. You're out of running backs. You're out of running backs, right? So it, it you know it, it happens fast sometimes with these depth charts. They've got a lot of receivers on that practice squad. They've got some a lot of defensive linemen. Um, there ain't not, there aren't no more running backs coming up anytime soon. And then you go to the other side of the ball and the Texans and Brandon Cooks, who's you know been around the league, two or three different teams. Now he's with the Texans. They thought that they were going to be a playoff team again this year. And he was asked after the game with the media about why can't you guys sustain drives? Brandon, what do you think you guys can do to be more consistent? We see the flashes. We see the ability. What do you think you guys can do to be more consistent on offense? Be more consistent in practice. I'm sorry. Could you could you elaborate on that? I mean, you just are what you repeatedly do. I think we can be more consistent in practice, and I think that will show in the game. As far as getting into the details, that's, you know, we keep, once again, keep that in the building but just being more consistent at practice as well. Brandon, as someone that's been traded many times, what do you tell your teammates that you head into the trade deadline? Obviously, that creates a lot of uncertainty, and Romeo tried to clear the air about that before this game. Uh, what do you tell your teammates? You know, at the end of the day, you just got to, once again, continue to focus and do what you can. Those things are out of God's control. So you can't be thinking about that. You know, you just got to go and show up to work and show that you love this game and be there for your teammates, you know, regardless what the the rumors are. You know, there's so many lies out there in our media today. Um, And so we just got to tune out that noise and focus within our building, and that's the most important thing. I know it's a cliche answer, but 
I think that's what you got to do. Yeah, the uh, again, tune out the noise uh, always seems to be the uh, the cliche answer to go to. Mike, you got another segment on you? I do. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We're going to hear from uh, inside the Texans locker room and kind of wrap up this game from yesterday. Stay tuned. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We got more right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Down at three. As Watson is wrapped up, down he goes. Adrian Amos with his first sack of the season. Adrian Amos getting into the act. Packers get a win. How good a win was it? Just kind of wrapping up our coverage of that win against the Texans. Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, so, Michael, look, uh, this this contest with the Texans, and, and I know some of the Texans are extremely frustrated. They've never been in this position before. But uh, this is a team, like you had mentioned, in disarray. So it, it just depends on whether or not you should have beaten a, a bad team well or – you know what I mean? I, it's, it's like people expected them to go in and drill them 70 to nothing, and then maybe, just maybe, they would think that this is a pretty good team. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson's got some targets to throw to. Um, I, for the most part, I think he had time to, to perform. He had a quarterback rating of 114 out of this thing yesterday. Got a lot of rot, you know yards in so-called garbage time late in the game. But he's also the second to leading rusher on the team. I mean, he's you know he's not getting the, enough help with that with just David Johnson back there. And so you know, again, I, it, this comes back to me every week of the season so far. Something that the Packers GM Brian Goodikin said. About the second week of camp, when he was said was asked, "Hey, this must be a real luxury having 16 guys on the practice squad, additional five, four or five players added to get through COVID in case there's a, a COVID spread through your locker room." He goes, "You know what? I think there's going to be a lot of injuries this year with no preseason, just throwing guys on the field." And he was absolutely right. Just the key injuries and the turnover that's happened as well. And that's what Deshaun Watson said after going one and six now. He said this is like the longest first half of a football season he's ever experienced. COVID to coaching change to losses to success to family. I mean, just everything. You know, so it's a good time for me to be able to kind of decompress this bye week, uh, figure out you know the second half of the season to, to relax the body and mind and, and just find some some time and, and then come back to work and you know just try to finish it off as strong as possible. Look, I, that's all you can do. I mean, I know J.J. Watt alluded to it, too, whether or not you're playing for pride or you're playing for yourself or what have you. But uh, he had a lot of things to say after his after his performance yesterday. Yeah, and there's no better leader than J.J. Watt. He's 31 now, 6'5", 290 pounds. He keeps on coming back from some of these incredible injuries and thinking that this is going to be the year. And he thought he had a decent team. And listen how this guy is at the end of his rope heading into a bye week, one and six. J.J., what's it like chasing Aaron Rodgers and getting close to him and then find out he's already completed a great pass down the field? I mean, what do you think that's like? Not, not great. J.J., we've kind of asked these questions several times this year, but 
now you're going into the bye week at one and six. What are your feelings about this team going forward? Got to get better. JJ, as a leader, as a veteran on the team, what do you tell your teammates the way the state of the season, the state of the team right now, as far as uh, you know, holding it together, keeping it together? Show up to work and do your job. Hey, JJ, how would you assess your level of confidence in this defense and in this team right now, considering where everything is? I mean, we're one and six. You're, you are what your record says you are. I was. I, I understand that you don't coach or play DB, but could you speak to how the the injury to Bradley Roby just kind of threw things off for you guys in terms of whatever your game plan was today? No, I know nothing about that. Could you talk about the way Rogers played today and and compare it to the ways you'd seen him play earlier and his and when you guys played against him? He played very well today. What did he do that that made him play well? Threw the ball to the receivers and they caught it. JJ, y'all came close last week in the second half. Your defense had several stops in a row. So there was a chance something could happen if your offense could have done something. Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for this team going forward? Just got to go to work, get better. How would you characterize your emotions at this point? Just kind of, obviously, it's frustrating. It's tough. You're not accustomed to losing around here. Frustrated, I'm angry. I mean, sucks. I don't know. I don't know what else I'm supposed to feel. Thanks, JJ. There you go, man. What a talk about angry. He, you know, he wants to be loyal to Bob McNair, the owner, and and you know, for drafting him, he wants to win a championship for Houston. The trade deadline is a week from tomorrow. I think he wants out. I think he. Yeah. Let me catch on with one team that needs some help on the defensive line. And so I have a shot at getting back in the playoffs because at 31, I don't know how many snaps this guy's got left in him. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Mike, good stuff as always. We will chat again later this week, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clemens rounding things out for us today on a Monday. Back at it tomorrow. Would you trade for J.J. Watt? Also, we'll talk more about the, the Big Ten and that Big Badgers win on Friday night. Time for us to go. Have a go and shoot. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.